Amen. I'm not going to read. We're going to be in Mark chapter 9, verses 14 through 32. Because I'm going to preach it, I'm only going to read um, the key verses of this thought that God has given me. And then we'll go back to the rest of it. Amen? As we preach it. So let's stand. I'm going to read Mark from Mark chapter 9, and I want to pull verses 16 through 18. He asked the scribes, why ye question with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wherever it takes him, it tears him, he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for another opportunity to preach your word. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, the little church that couldn't. The little church that couldn't. If you didn't catch that, I'm going to say it again. The little, little church that could not. I'm going to say that one more time so you get the title. The little church that could not. He said, I brought to you my son who has a dumb spirit. And wherever it takes him, he foams and he gnashes. And I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out. But they couldn't. What, whatever we have and whatever we accomplish in this life has to be by faith. Romans 14 verse 23 says, whatever is not of faith is sin. Now we know in Hebrews that we know that faith is the substance of things hopeful. It is the evidence of things not seen. That faith is the substance of things hoped for, but is the evidence of things not seen. So in order to be a people of substance, we have to learn to walk in the unseen. I just said a whole lot. I hope you caught that. If, if we're going to be a people of substance, we have to learn to walk in the unseen. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. As people of the Most High God, I said the Most High God, we are supposed to be people of power and people of purpose. Everything we do, 
everything, everything we do has to be intentional and impactful. It has to be intentional and it has to make an impact. Because Ephesians 2 in the New Living Translation says that we are God's masterpieces. Somebody say, I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. God took time building us, crafting us, giving us gifts, giving us talents, giving us abilities. We're masterpieces, one of a kind. There's nobody else in this world like you. And we we were created anew in Christ to do good works that he planned for us a long time ago. That what we are to be walking in are the things that God had already preordained that we should walk in them long before we were ever born. That meaning long before you ever came, long before your father knew your mother, God already had a plan that we should be walking out. You don't have to be trying to figure out what you need to be doing. You need to figure out how to give your life to Christ so you can get in Christ and do what he created us to do. There's too many people, I'm preaching already, trying to do whatever it is they want to do. I've talked to too many people who have went to college, got college degrees, only to find out that is not what I'm. You don't spend 40, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 to figure out that what you are doing my God. And we know that money is not the answer because we know people that got a lot of money and still can't figure out what the, oh, you better help me. So God has a plan for our lives. He, 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 he has a good plan for our lives. James chapter 2, I'm going to get there. Don't worry, we're taking our time. 14 through 26 says, what does it profit, uh, my brother, and if a man says he has faith and has not works? Can his faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of food, and one of you say, depart in peace, be warm and filled, and don't give him what he needs, what profit is that? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead. Somebody said we got to be doing something. See, now in our text, Mark chapter 9, there are some points that we have to draw out so that um, I believe it's going to show us the type of body we are supposed to be. Now, I preached this, and you know, I thought God was moving with me in another way because God's been really dealing with me with this bring not script or writing and just, you know, preach. But he said, okay, I'm going to give you, you can write a couple of notes because <laughs> that, that's where I believe he's he's trying to take my 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 preaching to another level of just trusting him that whatever he's gonna say he's gonna say, Amen. Because how many of you know that you can write all the notes you want and you never look at them and never go to them and you're like, man, God, I had all this, I had this planned out, but I ain't get to say none of that. So, <laughs> but but I preach this text a few times and I love this text, but I love this text today for another reason. Because the more you read it and the more you study it, the more he begins to show you different things from it. I said, I can't preach the same thing that I've been preaching about it before, even though it's very hard to go to a familiar text and have to go away from what you want to say so bad. 
because you think you know it. But God said, no, you don't know it. You ain't even been looking at what I really want to show you on this level of this chapter right now. Somebody say, come on, come on, pastor. So listen, he said, when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude and the scribes questioning with him and straightway all the people and they beheld him and they were greatly amazed and they running to him and they saluted him. Now, now, point one, I got a couple of points. We remember because we're going through Mark, the whole chapter, the whole book of Mark. And last week. We saw that Jesus was on top of the mountain at his transfiguration, right? So at this point, he is coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, and he walks right up on a problem. There's a problem going on as they come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. But he's coming down from a mountaintop experience. God in his glory, he just showed his disciples who he really is. So no doubt can be made because they saw Christ transfigured. Right. And they just God just told them, don't pay attention to Elijah. Don't pay attention to Moses. Listen to him. And now here they all come down from this mountain. And there's a problem going on at the bottom of the mountain because they're arguing with the disciples. Y'all still y'all still didn't catch it. Have you ever been on the mountaintop only to come down and encounter a problem? You got to learn in life that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. See, the key thing for us is to learn how to praise him when we're on the Mount of Transfiguration and praise him when we come down and all hell is breaking loose. You're going to keep, you're going to stay there because you, you don't, you want to act like that's not true. That, that you always on the Mount of Transfiguration. That is always glory in your life. But I ain't been living that long. And I understand that you could be in the midst of glory and walk right out the church door. Just say grace and peace. I said grace and peace for a reason. But it seems like everything is coming to test your grace and your peace. You ever notice why we leave right out? Hi, hi, bye, bye. Wonderful seeing you. Boom, out. Because we don't want to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all better help me. But you have to learn how to navigate in life that you, you could be on top with the Messiah and come down and here's a problem. And so he's asking his scribes, what are y'all talking about? And the multitude answered and said, Master, I brought my son. He has a dumb spirit. And wherever it takes him, it tears him up. He foams, he gnashes and pine away. And I spoke to your church folk. I, I took them to church as for them to cast them out, and they couldn't do it. See, in order for a spirit to take you where it wants to take you, the first order of business for that spirit is to render you dumb. Ooh. Then we're going to be here for a little while. He has to distort your hearing 
so that he can diminish your ability to speak. He has to distort your hearing so he can diminish your ability to speak. Because faith come by hearing. And unless you speak the word, it takes him wherever it wants to take him. Tears him up. How many of us have allowed foul spirits to take us places? Places we didn't want to go. Had no intention of going. You know how we say, we, we tell, we could tell people right to their face, right? You bet, don't take me there. Don't talk, you don't want to take me there. No? But we allow people, we allow people to take us there. So if we ain't got control over people, we ain't doing nothing for the spirit. <laughs> Y'all better help me. I know, I, I know there were plenty of days in my life where I said, I'm not going to do something. And that spirit just takes you. It's almost like you are under the spell of a spirit. Took you somewhere. You swore up and down you wasn't going to go buy nothing new. But that spirit, that old demon, that shopping spirit, Because that shopping spirit will make you, he, he brings other spirits, lying spirits. Because now you're trying to sneak the bag in and act like. <laughs> Just keep looking at me, Steve. Don't look, don't turn around. So you're going to keep peace today. Amen. So, yeah, you know. But the spirit, it takes him wherever it wants. And then he, he tears him up. Because once, once the spirit takes you there, his job is to tear you up, to trample you, to make you feel less than. So this spirit is taking you places. You, you allow, we allow spirits, demonic forces, to take us places. But the devil's job is to kill, steal, and destroy. But the Bible says that we are supposed to be the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. He is supposed to be under our feet. We're not supposed to be under the devil's feet. And how many of God's people have allowed the enemy to walk all over them? But I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor... I won't be a dummy another day. Y'all better help me. I'm preaching. I won't be a dummy another day. I won't fall for that spirit that wants to take me to places when God is trying to lead me. Notice that the devil wants to take you. God wants to lead. Y'all better help me up in here. God, I need God to lead me, and I can't be led if I'm always taken by stuff that has no business having its hand on me. Am I helping anybody? Now, let's back up a minute because Jesus asked the question and none of his disciples answered the question. He asked the scribes, why are you questioning him? And nobody wanted to say anything. They didn't have a problem arguing with the disciples while Jesus wasn't there. But they didn't want to have this conversation with Jesus because they knew that wasn't going to go well. They've already lost that fight. So nobody is saying nothing. 
and the disciples. See, you gotta, I, I like to look and find out the, the characters behind the scene. The disciples don't say, Jesus, we got somebody that came to church today that needs help. Because they couldn't do it. But they tried. And they tried without letting the master know. I'm going to look straight ahead when I say this. Because some of y'all folk be trying to help people without getting the master's permission and make more of a mess whoa whoa and it's always when the master's gone but they don't want to say nothing because they couldn't do it. I'm going to tell you why they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because Jesus wasn't there. <laughs> and you got to get tired of going to a church where Jesus ain't. Oh yeah, the choir there. The bishops, deacons, and friends are there. But Jesus is not there. Whoa. How are you going to be a church without Jesus? Not good. And people are bringing problems to places where Jesus is not. And so then they say, I don't want nothing to do with the church. But it ain't the church who healed you. It's not the church that you should be looking for. See, I have people don't like me because I be preaching. You ain't going to get no members like that. You, we got to make them come. You making them leave. No, 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 no. You are the church. You ain't supposed to be come. How's the church going to come to a church? This is a building. But Jesus, if Jesus ain't in the building, you need to take your church and go somewhere. Y'all better help me. why they couldn't do it. It was because Jesus wasn't there. Because it's in verse 9. The answer's in verse 19. He said to them, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? Bring him to me. <laughs> okay, you brought him to the church, but you didn't bring him to me. Wait a minute. Pastor Mom, give me a second. You brought him to the church, but you didn't bring him to me. That's your problem. Because people want the church to handle their issues. But they don't want Jesus to handle their issues. See, the church is supposed to have a fund for your issues. 
But this ain't GoFundMe. This is go follow instructions. <laughs> what? Why should we? Mm, I'm gonna get in trouble. Why? Wait a minute. You mean you mean you you gonna get mad at the church because we won't pay your rent? But your hair done, nails did, everything did. And your five year old got Jordans. I don't got Jordans. But you can't pay your rent. Well, I ain't going to that church no more because they didn't even want to help me. When Jesus said, go tithe. <laughs> See, y'all want me to leave it alone, don't you? See, Jesus is going to tell you to go do something. You just want to go get something. Oh, faithless. It's not even an issue about, it's a, the issue is about faith. He doesn't even address anything else but faith. I told you everything you get is about, oh, faithless generation. How long shall I be with you? Bring him to me. And they brought him to him. When he saw him, he fell on the ground foaming. And he asked his father, how long ago has this been happening? And his father said, since he was a child. And oftentimes he cast him in the fire, waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Oh, faithless generation, how long do I got to keep dealing with you? I'm going to say that again. Oh, faithless generation, how long do I have to keep dealing with you? The, the question I want to tell us is God has said we have raised a generation. Without faith. Faithless families breed faithless children. Faithless families breed faithless children. Have we raised a generation without faith? Oh, yeah, they got Snapchat. They got Twitter. They got TikTok. They got Facebook. What's the new word now? They, they, what, they drape, they dripping? What are they doing? I don't know what they doing. They faithless. Because if they get into a problem, they don't know where to run to. They vape, but they don't got faith. They smoke, but they ain't got hope. <laughs> well, they do a lot of things, but they, but then we we talk about them. We talk about them. We what's going on with the generation? Why why they why they not why they don't have faith? Cause cause you ain't give them faith. You ain't feed them faith. And whatever you gave them, crippled them. Crippled them. Look at, look at what Jesus asked. Jesus asked a question. He asked the father. I could stop right there. Because notice. 
the Father was present. I don't know where the mother was. But I'm pretty sure he, he had a mother. I don't know if she passed or whatever the case was. Or if she couldn't deal with the fact that her son had some issues. Because we do got that now. It's, it's, you, you would think it's unheard of. But you do have mothers who leave their position because they can't deal with the kids. They won't go out and they want to do them. But they don't want to. Y'all better. I'm going to preach this. Because you're too busy. You had them too young. And you, you got to still. You better. What? Let any and anybody watch your kids. So you can hit the club. And don't even understand that your little lovely daughter has been raped. But he asked the father, because men, we are the head. Now I didn't, I, 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 you know, I, I, I know, I, 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 I went through some stuff, and I wasn't always, you know, the best father, and I wasn't always there as well. But once I came into the light and understand what it meant, I, you know, and, and got rid of the the traps and stopped allowing the spirits to pull me and take me wherever it wanted, I understood that I now have to be a father, and a father has to take responsibility. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. And the fact that he knew how long this was happening to his kids said something. Because you got some parents who don't know what's going on with their children. I'm going to lose all the kids on this one. I'm going to lose them all right about here. As long as you are under my roof, I have the authority to know what's going on in my house. You don't have a room. You have a space that I am allowing you to sleep in and habitate. Y'all better help me up here. You don't have a door. Well, my rights, I'm grown. I'm, well, if you grown, take your grown self and go be grown. But we get parents who don't know what's going on and try to wonder how in the heck are all these spirits in my house. It's because they come through your phone. Ooh. 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 They come through your phone. They check your kids' subscriptions. Uh, they get sly now. They delete the history. Uh -huh. But you own and you pay the bill. You can pull up. This. I don't care if you got to get like the feds and say, you know what? I need a transcript of what's going on up in my house. But I'm going to know. How long has it been? It's been happening since he was a kid. Ain't nothing new to you. You knew Pookie was crazy at three. 
Not my kid. Don't you love him? He was such a loving boy. We never knew. That is the that is the identification of every serial killer you ever heard. He was so nice. He used to cut our grass. We don't know our neighbors. Give them their space. You don't know who you're living with. We're afraid of our children. We're afraid of those who are taking over our streets. The church could not. I brought the drug dealers to the church and they could not. I brought the prostitute to the church and they could not. I brought the... And they could not. Faithless generation. I'm going to tell you something. The devil says he, the Bible says that the devil looks for an opportune time. Remember in scripture, Paul said he, he didn't give the, he didn't give Satan a moment, not even for an hour. Because if you give the Satan, if you give the devil one hour, one hour, one hour where the devil will tear your life up. Think of that. That's one episode of whatever you're watching. That's all it takes. Right? You don't parent your kids till they, they 16, you know, swindle, and then they gonna come tell you everything that they swear you don't know. Because they don't watch one episode. said if you could do anything help us if you can have compassion on us help us and that's the that's the key if you can do anything help us have compassion on us see the thing the thing is church i just want you to get this that they could the church could not because the church does not have compassion on their future the fact of the matter is we're going to need that generation to take care of us you know you got to be careful you, you, you're changing their diaper today, but they're going to change yours tomorrow. And if you treat them like crap, then when you get older, you're going to be walking around with a stinky diaper. I'm treating my kids good as I can because... So Jesus said, he said, listen, if you can believe, he said, if you can do anything, he said, and then Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe. And the father cried out with tears and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Somebody said, get honest. Because you can't conjure up belief. If you don't believe, you just don't believe. You know, because we got to stop with this, putting on these masks and acting like. Because it's the church thing to do, to act like we believe. But the devil is a liar. Just say you don't believe. If you don't, it's okay. We know, all right, when Jesus went to go heal, the daughter said, they started laughing. He said, get the unbelief out. <laughs> 
He didn't kill him. He just said, get out. Some of y'all get mad when I tell you to just get out. It's not because we, we ain't killing you. It's certain things. Listen, when you want God to do certain things in your life, there's certain people you just don't need in the room. I, I don't need no unbelief in here with me. So, so he said, listen, okay, where am I at? Okay, <laughs> I believe, help my unbelief. How can the two, that is so comforting though. See, because when we read it, we're like, man, help my unbelief. But it ain't that, that's comforting. It's comforting to know that belief and unbelief can dwell in the same temple. I got you here, but God God goes with us slow. He doesn't expect you to get saved one day, and then you have this super, you know, when, when I first got saved, I had peanut butter and jelly faith. Anybody, anybody know what peanut butter and jelly faith is? Because like, I, I, I come from the, when you come from the bottom of the bottom, you, God, I was like, God, send manna. Peter and Jelly was like manna from heaven. When I'd be like, I'm a, I would be praying, God, I'm hungry today. And then all of a sudden, boom, some chips, peanut butter and jelly. That's peanut butter jelly faith. And then you'd be like, oh, look at God. And I'm talking about praising God over the peanut butter and jelly. So some of you can't even pray. See, you don't got too comfortable with God's blessing that other people... You take for granted for the fact that you got a good Sunday dinner cooking at home, house smelling all good for you come to church. But you think about people who don't know where their next meal coming from, then you get peanut butter and jellyfish. But then you have to move from that. And I couldn't believe God for that steak feed. I was just in my peanut butter and jelly land until he moved me to steak feed. Now I got lobster feed, but I'm just trying to help you. So you have to go from faith to faith, and you got to understand, stay in the lane that you are. Stop trying to cast out demons that you haven't dealt with in your own life because you don't have enough faith to deal with that devil. And you can't tell the devil, I go to the next level. Dre, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so he said I, I, and then as soon as he recognized this here goes the devil going one more time and he says listen the deaf and dumb spirit I charge you to come out of him and enter no more the spirit cried out rent him and he looked like he was dead he took him by the hand and he lifted him up and his disciples asked him privately because they were too embarrassed to ask in public. Yo, Jesus. Why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said, I can see Jesus being so cool and, you know, this kind only comes out by praying fasting. You know how when you give a class to somebody and you know they messed up? The, 
This kind only come out by prayer and fast. See, the reason why y'all got your behinds embarrassed for doing something you didn't. Because, you know, church folk like to look like they got the power. When the master ain't there. <laughs> you know, oh, I can see. You got to see him. They're bringing him. He's, oh, I got this. I can see Andrew, Tommy, one of them. I got this. I got this. Remember, I got this. Don't worry about it. Where the oil at? <laughs> and we're out there in the name. And who name? Who we praying to? We don't even know who we praying to right now. Because Jesus didn't go up. <laughs> so, so they don't even know what the prayer is. But come out of them. <laughs> and they didn't come out. And everybody looking like, I told you, they ain't got no power. And and here come Jesus. Um, we wanted to do that. Why we couldn't do that? It only comes out by prayer and fasting. Prayer is communication. Fasting is separation. <laughs> Wait a minute. The reason you couldn't do it is because how are you going to be a church? That doesn't pray. How, how is there going to be power when you don't pray? And on top of that, you don't fast. You do whatever's good for your flesh. But you want power. There's no separation. Well, Jesus... If you would have took us up to the mountain with the three that is your boys and whatnot. If we're going to be the church that could and not the church that couldn't, we have to be a church that prays. And we have to be a church that separates ourselves so that the power of God can work through the church. Not through an individual. But because Jesus is in the midst. Now I'm going to close this message. Ready to have a little church. What many time we got? What time the crock pot going off? All right, we good? All right. About 10 minutes. Because I, I used to, when I preached this, I stopped at that story. Because I figured that was the end. But he said that really wasn't the end of the story. Because here's, here's the key. They departed and they went. And he, here we go. Don't let any man know it. I love it. God is covering his people still. Yeah, y'all messed up again, but don't let anybody know it. Because <laughs> he taught his disciples that I'm going to be delivered into the hands of men and they're going to kill me. And after three days, I'm going to rise again. Here's the key. But they understood not what he was talking about. And they were too afraid to ask him. The only way to be a church that 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 we that could and the church that could not is to pray and to fast. But here's the final key. You gotta be, you cannot be a church, a body that knows it all. The word of God says in James that we have not because we ask not. 
He says, if you knock, it'll be open. Seek, you shall find. Ask, and it will be given. We cannot be the kind of church that 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 does not do what God says we can do. Let's have some church. Now, when the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, they were walking with the master, the one who had all the answers, but they were too afraid to ask what they could not understand. And the problem with us church folk is that we have to pretend like we know it all instead of asking the one who has the answers so that we don't keep walking in darkness. Somebody say don't be afraid to ask. You gotta be you gotta be willing to ask God for the strength and the wisdom to know what's going on so that you can do what God has told us to do. That's why we can't do what every other church is doing. We have to do what God told us to do. And until we know exactly what He wants us to do, we stand still and wait on the Lord to renew our strength. I brought them to you. I don't want people coming here. God doesn't want people coming here and the church could not do what the church is supposed to do. We are supposed to meet the needs of those who have needs. We are supposed to lay hands on the sick and they recover. We are supposed to open the eyes of those that are blind. We are supposed to be able to support the needs of those who are weak. Oh, y'all better help me. The Bible says those that know their God shall do great exploits and the reason why we can't get nothing done is because we got church folk acting like they know but they really don't know you know that saying put your money where your mouth is but put your faith where your mouth is because people can talk faith but they don't walk faith they talk good but they don't walk good I'm tired of people acting like they got what they don't have I brought them to the church and they couldn't. And not so much that they couldn't. We got church that not only couldn't, but they won't. Woo! I'm reminded of that tale of the little engine that could. Where the train got stuck and they were asking the other trains to help pull the train that got stuck. And they all refused because they didn't want to, they didn't want to help. But there was one little engine that said, I'll go ahead and try. And he kept pulling the train and he said, I think I could. I think I could. I think I could. Y'all better help me. I, I, my, the, the weight of what I'm pulling is much stronger than who I am. But but if you hook me up, I think I can. I, I, I think I, y'all going to catch it in a minute. What, what I'm carrying, it, it exceeds my strength and my natural. But, but I have enough faith to know that if you hook me up and you put me on the right track i think i can i think i can god said i need people to get hooked up and not say i think i can but say i know i can i, I know because i am is there anything too hard for god to do and if god can do all things then he can do all things through us so i don't know who i'm talking to this morning that's got something on their plate. 
that's threatening them to make them think they can't make it. But I came to tell you that God said all power. When he died and got up on that third day, he said he rose with all power. And then he said, I'm going to give you power. Oh, y'all better help me. We're not going to be a church without power. We can do without a choir. We can do without the fanfare. We can do a lot without a lot of members, but we can't do anything without the power. I'd rather have the power in three than have no power in a million people. Y'all better help me. I thank God that I got a spirit and there's a spirit in this church that says we can. That's why God told us to call this church next level. We can't go to the next level if we stay stuck. We gotta be able to do those things that God said we can do. Give God some praise in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not going to be thrown around by all these different spirits. We've been called to throw spirits out. We've been called to cast out demons. We've been called to have authority over the devil. Ain't no devil supposed to be. Tell the devil, get out of my pocketbook. Get out of my kid's house. Get out of my mind. Get out of my life. That's the God we serve. We have not a defeated spirit. Cannot and won't is a defeated spirit. But I'm here to tell you, we're going to make it. You're going to make it. Because the greater one is in you. And greater is he who's in you. Than whatever the world is trying to throw at you. That's the God we serve. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not Krishna, not Jehovah Witness. God, El Shaddai, all-knowing, all-seeing. God who said, let there be light, and there was light. The King of kings, Lord of lords, the one who sits high and looks low, the one who is not in a tomb. That's the God we serve. That's why we can't fail with what we put our hands to. If he told you to go to school, go to school. You will graduate. If he told you to start something, start something. It ain't you that's starting it. It's through him. Oh, y'all better help me. We're good at starting stuff, but we don't finish. But God said he is the author and the finisher of our... Y'all better help me. I got some faith up in this house. Got to know how to move in the unseen. If it start adding up, it ain't God. Y'all better help me. If it adds up, it ain't God. Because when you deal with God, all the numbers don't add up. It ain't going to look good. An accountant will go crazy messing with God. Because y'all better help me. Because it don't look like I should have what I have. But because my God. Jesus. So the question, he just wanted me to ask us, are we going to be the little church that couldn't or be the little church that could? <laughs> Y'all better help me. Give God some praise. 
impossible just put the possible God on it say God I don't know how it's gonna come out I don't know how we gonna do this help down my unbelief blow my mind go ahead and touch my son I know it looks like he's dead but when God put his hand on it he is the resurrection and the life y'all better help me I could see the father saying I brought him to the church and they couldn't do it now I bring him to you and he looks like he's dead I want you to understand it's not what it looks like Blessings upon blessings. Oh God, we bless you and we thank you. Forgive us where we fall short. Where we thought it couldn't happen. Where you wanted to use us to make it happen and we refused. We thank you for your mercy. Help us to see the lessons in this text. That we can do nothing without you. Help us to understand order so that, God, you can get the glory out of your body. We thank you for these things. We pray for anyone who's watching on the airwaves who's not saved, who's out of the ark of safety, that if it's you and if you need to give your life, give your life to the king of kings. The door is not closed. And while you still have breath, the breath that he's allowed us to have, give him what's left back to him. If that's you, all you have to do is pray this prayer. Father, I am a sinner. And I believe that Jesus Christ came and died and rose for my sins. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And I pray and I ask that you would come into my heart and live his life in me. I surrender to your will and your way. I thank you, God, that I am now your child. If you prayed that prayer and you need a church home, pray that you write us in, in the link on Facebook. Message us so that we can get to you and get connected. If this is not the place for you, that we can lead you in the direction of a Bible-believing and teaching church. And we thank you for these things. Cover us as we leave this place, but not your presence. Help us to understand the power that's in us. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.